Hello and welcome to the Lead Generation Strategies podcast. I'm your host, Joey Myers, and this podcast is brought to you by Lead Generation SEO Services with a S at the end of that, .com, and in Fuego Media. So today, I am privileged to bring on, I want to welcome Mr. Seth Silver. So welcome first, Seth. Hello. Thanks for having me, Joey. And not to be confused with Terry Silver from the uh cobra kai um all right way, way different dude i don't know if you're into the cobra kai series seth no my daughter loves that and there's <laughs> apparently a dr silver too <laughs> dr silver in a in a show or whatever no i guess just like you know on linkedin there's another guy and he's a doctor and it's, <laughs> it's a funny joke we have you haven't been able to copyright other. your name yet no, not yet. <laughs> um, so, so Seth is, he's a founder of Silver Creative Studio in Los Angeles, California. And I'm going to let him go into um, more about his company, what he does and, and what he's up to. I know he's, he just started a project this month. Um, so I'll let him get into that. His website is sethsilver.io. Um, and I'll, again, at the end, we'll, we'll kind of re come back to that and, and let him talk about where we can find him on LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. So again, thanks for joining us, Seth. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So let's start off with, tell us what your company does at a at a high level for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we provide photography and video and design services for food and beverage brands. Uh, predominantly, our content lives on digital platforms, social media, e-commerce, um, but the one of the value adds with our service is that our all of our content that we create for the client they completely own it so many of the times they're able to leverage that content for a variety of different marketing purposes while it is social or digital first content they get a lot of value um, by using that content on a variety of different platforms Mm -hmm. Very cool. And, and Seth, uh, again, this isn't a, you know, a lot of times I'll have real estate people on, we talk marketing, lead generation, that kind of thing. Seth's actually a marketing guy like myself. Um, he's what, what struck me about him is I met him for, was it about two years ago, maybe we were just talking about that before we got on the call. Yeah, a few years ago. Um, I've just been running my own consultancy business. Since then, we talked then, yeah. And then you mentioned it was the social media leads. Uh, what was that site again? So I uh, had a company called Social Control. Social Control, that's right. Which was a uh, social media, like digital creative agency. Mm -hmm. Ran that for 10 years with a different partner. And that was the one that I think I had contacted you on originally. We were looking at some merger acquisition stuff. And so we were talking about that. You were kind of on your way more into where you're at now, more of the, the multimedia, the photography, the video, that kind of thing. And you being in LA, it's a perfect spot for, for that. It's, it's really cool to even talk to real estate agents down there in LA and, versus say in Kansas, a real estate agent in Kansas. So nothing against Kansas or the Midwest, but right. the, the video production and, and audio imagery. I mean, it's, it's amazing oh, yeah. what you guys are doing in LA and, and so far forward. I mean, I, I think I talked to somebody in Kansas, asked them what they do video production wise. Real estate again is a big imagery based video based 
thing that if you, you take the drone coverage uh, of a home, you know, just the images of the home, video tours of the home, which I think a lot of people found pretty important in, in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We isolated. Everything went virtual. Right. So my, que my question to you is, so why the food and beverage uh, industry? So what, what got you into kind of niching into that area? Um, well, I think it was like a natural uh, progression at the at this studio that I uh, had previously social control, we had some large food and beverage clients. Mm -hmm. And so that was always a talent um, that we had And my business partner, she's actually a food stylist. Mm. Um, so she's the, the kind of the brains behind the, the creative execution handles all the recipe creation. Um, so it's just been, you know, I found, we found that that to be a really exciting vertical yeah. for us. We also have found that it's a very, uh, it's a vertical that is consistent in the sense of like, you know, and I think we saw this throughout the pandemic, particularly with agencies and, you know, business provide businesses providing marketing services where certain verticals just simply stopped marketing, right? And the great thing about food and beverage is everybody always has to eat. <laughs> so no matter what, you know, economic downturn, you know, we might be going through, uh, it's a really strong business and people love to eat. And so we, you know, what we like to say is that we create, you know, content, we create delicious content for delicious brands. <laughs> and it's just a fun thing to do. It's like an art form for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we are able to put kind of love and pride into into our work and you know because we're actually making it a lot you know most of the time we're actually you know the ones that are are cooking mm -hmm. the action the, the meals mm -hmm. and photographing them and helping kind of position that brand um so that's that's the kind of the main reason for us it's just something that we're incredibly passionate about and um there's a lot of great clients to work with out there and there's a lot of untapped too You'd be surprised. Um, there are some clients that we're in talks with right now. Can't get into too, too much particulars, but they have a, a variety of different, very large, you know, uh, holding company uh, for food and beverage, and they have a variety of brands that still are not, you know, doing much within the space um, because they're just big, you know, kind of legacy, legacy uh, food brands that obviously have a lot of retail distribution so they do well without it but they're realizing more and more that they need you know they need great content especially if you look at like what Snoop Dogg just I mean yeah you know you've seen the news right so and honestly I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he takes over a huge part of the market I wouldn't be surprised if he starts competing with a lot of the big boys and and people start realizing that influence is is a big deal today so is he now, I, I know he's been in crypto quite a bit. I know he's starting to get in his hands in a bunch of different things. So in the food and beverage, he's he's done something where he's... What's, yeah, what's so just over the past, like, I believe it's like over the past week, mm -hmm. he launched, um, so Mama Snoop. <laughs> okay. Okay, right? So he's got, he's got grits, oatmeal, uh, grits, oatmeal... And I think pancake mix or syrup, breakfast I believe mm -hmm. it's all breakfast stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he's got like Snoop 
uh, Snoop Pops or some some type of cereal. I, I don't know the name, recall the name of it, but I know it's Snoop Pops or something right. of that nature. And yeah, and they've been getting a lot of you know PR about it. Um, so it's yeah, I mean it's really interesting. And and what's great about that though is that uh, my understanding because I did some research. And that a lot of the proceeds are actually going to, I think, help like homeless people and mm-hmm. um, underprivileged communities. So it's, a, I think it's, it's great that he's doing that. Yeah, they get, they have some good, goodwill and things like that. Yeah, it's interesting. You, you follow some of these stars and some of them over others, but I, we do, we got, so we have some news crypto sites. And so he's been doing some NFTs and some avatars yeah. and, Tony Hawk, you know, with the skateboarding, like they do the same thing and and to see him there and to see him now you're mentioning here, the breakfast foods, mama Snoop. Um, and he's just got a name that especially our age, uh, generation, we know Snoop Dogg, you know, and yeah. And, and he, he's a lot of voices. I don't know how, how old you say your daughter was. My daughter's 11. She's 11. And you just, you, do you have one, one kid? Just one. Yeah. Okay. Just one. So 11. So you, you're watching all the different movies, like the DC league of pets, and what was the other one recently it was a dog it was dog on trouble dog on trouble so we had seen it a mm-hmm. while back my son who's nine he's younger in this photo my uh-huh. daughter's my daughter's six okay. um but we were watching the um, dog on trouble and i don't know if i caught this in the beginning or if the, if it was a doverman right snoop dog it was a doverman i don't know if i saw him in the beginning but the end they it was probably the last 20 minutes of the of the video this doberman's on there talking whoa that sounds like snoop dogg is that snoop dogg in this dog on trouble movie he's like voicing yeah. he's doing a lot of voices voiceovers in a lot of these cartoons movies yeah i think he does have a cartoon now though as well yeah. i mean he, yeah so i mean you've seen it with Shaq and a lot of these yeah. you know athletes ice cube music exactly and they've mm-hmm. just started to venture out even i think like 50 cent I yeah mean, he's got I saw some, company. you know, he's got a huge production company. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. And I think it's great when they can do, you know, do it for good as well, where they're right. giving back to the community. And uh, so. Yes. Yeah, so about making money. Yeah, exactly. So let's go back in time before we get to the lead gen side, because I can't, we can't do a lead generation strategies podcast without generation strategies talking about it. Um, so let's go back in time in your, in your history. So what, what were some of the things in school? Did you study photography, video production, marketing stuff? Was that what you studied in school? Or, and, if, and if not, what brought you to that? Yeah, so I did go um, to school uh, for graphic design. Mm-hmm. So that's where I really like cut my teeth as a you know, designer, graphic designer, design director. Um, but I, throughout... My childhood, I was extremely involved in art Mm. and growing up, obviously, in Southern California, you know, art and the the street culture of like skateboarding and surfing and all of that, you know, kind of came together and growing up in Los Angeles, of course. So there's a lot of exposure to Hollywood. Um, But I was fortunate that very early on, like age four, my aunt, uh, actually my godmother, she was an art teacher and she taught me about art history and taught me how to paint. And I was four years old and she was taking me to the mocha and, you know, taking me to the LACMA and you're right. So, uh, 
I grew up with that and it's always been ingrained in me. So I've always been a creative person. And then, you know, and then I decided to go to school, right? Like actually after, after high school, I started, you know, decided to get a degree in graphic design. And from there, uh, you know, it's been 20 years of just working with, you know, great brands. I've worked with brands across like many different marketing verticals, mm-hmm. but I just found that for, for me personally, the, the consumer brands are, are definitely the sweet spot, you know, food and beverage and then, you know, CPG. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now, have you, did you ever work for somebody, somebody's company or have you always been an entrepreneur? So I did, I spent only about five years working on behalf of others and um, I was able to accelerate pretty quickly because when I graduated uh, school for graphic design, I worked at a company called Novacom, which was like an Emmy award winning motion graphics company Mm. based out of Hollywood. And so that really propelled things forward for me very quickly. I was taken under the wing of a creative director who happened to be a 14 time, you know, Emmy award winning creative director who was at the end of his career, who was very, you know, very much a mentor to me. And so he taught me the basics of, you know, building and scaling a creative studio. How do you, right? How do you expand and contract creative teams? How do you inspire those teams? Right. And then I had obviously the design, you know, capability, but he also taught me a lot of design fundamentals, Mm -hmm. right. That I wasn't able to get in design school per se, right. Like real practical design fundamentals. And at that time I was working in the entertainment industry. So I actually, you know, my career has spanned a lot of different marketing verticals through the studios that I've run. But um, so that that was really like the first five years of my career was working on behalf of others in, in, in entertainment mm-hmm. and not so much consumer. And right? when you a little you, bit. Right. Uh, so that so talk about that transition. So what <clears throat> it could be scary, right? You're you're leaving a you're leaving an area which is at five years. I mean, you pretty know, you know, pretty good knowing you had the mentor and the whole thing. Uh, coming out of that, going into business for yourself, what was your strategy, or or was it more of a hunt and peck experimental type thing? Well, I mean, for me, I've always been extremely entrepreneurial. I happen to come from a family where everybody runs their own businesses, so it's not. Um, you know, foreign to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yes, it was a little, you know, obviously it's scary, but my first, my first studio that I ran was a company called Evolve Interactive. And I, you know, I've had a partner. So I, I worked at a a studio in, in Hollywood. After Novacom, I went to another studio that was more focused on like digital creative and interactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, website design and development. And then from there, uh, I started a company called Evolve Interactive and I had a partner. So that, you know, alleviated a little bit of it, right? In the sense where we kind of relied on each other and we both had our own connections. So, uh, you know, I mean, it was that transition of like, 
you know, going out there and where do you, where do you focus your energy? I think for me, it's always like, when you know you want to do something, you just do it, mm-hmm. you know? So you can either send your resume out to a hundred people or you could start a company and, and send out leads, you know, I mean, you know, drive, you know, organic outreach. And if somebody, you know, so it all depends on what you're looking to do. Mm-hmm. So that was my rationale at the time was like, I mean, you know, and I had some of the contacts already. Uh, and that first studio did start off with some entertainment clients like Sony, for example. And because mm-hmm. we had, had a previous relationship and my partner, he worked for Fox Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. So he had some relationships as well. And we were kind of a hybrid, you know, we were doing consumer work and then we were also doing entertainment. So, you know, we're more generalist in that sense. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting. You've mentioned pretty much with every company that you started, you've had a partner. Um, some people that's scary, some, some companies that's scary to bring somebody on. So what are, what are the top two things that you look for in a partner in a business? Well, I mean, I think if you could find a partner that you guys have complementary skill sets, that's that's pretty critical. And at for where you're at within your career, for because I think that's changed for me. Mm-hmm. Like over the years, like if we talk about my first business, my second business, now this is my third business, right? Um, within the span of my 20-year career. So I think at every time you're looking for a little bit something, Per, me personally was looking for something different, mm-hmm. right? But always I'm looking for somebody who um, has a talent that I don't have, right? With social control, the, you know, uh, my social media, you know, agency uh, that I ran, you know, my first, my partner was more or less a, a financial partner. Mm. right he was more of an hr partner more of an invest he was an early investor in, in the business so he was handling a lot of the business aspects um human resources the the financing you know finances insurance all of that stuff while i was kind of building the relationships with you know my my customers and then also leading the creative team mm. right so uh, but I mean, this time around, I think it's more or less like my business partner, she's, she brings a talent that I, you know, that I, uh, don't particularly, you know, she has her own talent, so I don't have the same talents that she does, but our talents are, are completely complementary. Mm-hmm. So it works out really well in that sense, especially with the market that we want to service. Right. Right. Very cool. Well, I, I so, like that. Yeah. It's- that's good advice for, for those out there looking for to bring somebody on. And yeah, you obviously don't want to hire yourself uh, because then, <laughs> you know, the other things that you might not like to do um, are going to be tough. Um, so let's, let's go into the, the lead generation side of things. So what, yeah, of course. how has your, your lead generation strategies, how have they changed over these three companies? Um, and you don't have to like go into the, you know, Oh, there was five things here. Another five, maybe it's the top couple things, or maybe the, the, the top strategies, how it's evolved to, to now, like how it started and then the kind of shifted second gear than third gear. Yeah. I would say that like, you know, it's becoming more highly, um, qualified, right. I think in my early, like 
early days of my career with my first company, it was all about this like shotgun approach. Mm-hmm. And it was like, let's just contact as many people as we possibly can. And there's pros and cons with all of these different strategies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I've always been grounded in is outreach. I mean, you have to be comfortable going out there hitting the pavement, selling your business. And I do that through a variety of different resources over the years that's changed. Now, you know, third business in um, it's, I'm heavily involved in in LinkedIn and sales navigator, mm-hmm. right. Still using email, but more as like a secondary or like, you know, touch point. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, actually when I started my first studio evolved, it was incredibly effective. Like in the early days of social control, you, I could, you know, uh, you know, we, they, we, we get any, you know, a list, an email list. Mm-hmm. And, and if it was the right, uh, we would always be highly targeted with who we wanted to, who we wanted to reach out to. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we we're always going after like enterprise level brands, but the open rates were, you know, incredibly high the we we secured some very large clients simply by doing cold email Mm -hmm. right and that grew the business you know um for a long time and then you would you know build relationships and so forth over the years i've seen that change quite a bit Mm -hmm. you know i don't think from my experience the cold email is a lot more challenging now Mm -hmm. one reason is for the people especially because uh these larger companies their it infrastructures are much more sophisticated than they used to be so you can't just email somebody necessarily and expect that they're going to even get the email Mm -hmm. right and especially if you have any type of link hyperlink or anything of that nature in your email i was just going to say that forget about it it's probability yeah So you're, you're better off trying to slowly build the relationship, reach out to them. That's my, so that's just my point of view, like Mm -hmm. reach out to them, let them know that, you know, maybe you've done some research. You think you could add some value. This is what we do. Don't hard sell with like a link or anything like that. And just simply ask, would you be open to receiving some information? Mm -hmm. Right. So that's the approach that we would take now because if you send somebody a link, you know, they, again, they might not even, you, you know, get the email. So, or we'll connect with them on LinkedIn and then we'll use that as like a, you know, oh, I sent you a LinkedIn connection or I found you on LinkedIn. Um, you know, we provide, you know, this service, right. And it's always highly targeted. Like, again, we're not reaching like for us with, with silver, we're we're trying to connect with food and beverage brands so we're not reaching out to anybody who's not you know in that in that space right Mm -hmm. because we have a product right content food and beverage content that we're highly qualified to produce and develop and so we know that if we can get our work in front of the client there is a good chance if they have an opportunity to work with us because we're you know we feel confident in the work that we're we're doing so we're not just reaching out to you know anybody necessarily now are you guys because using sales navigator and linkedin for those that don't um maybe aren't familiar with that that's 
that's a kind of the premium service that you pay for on LinkedIn, where you you get access to much more private messaging and 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 information. You have a filtering program where you can, like what Seth's talking about, you can go in and look. You can filter by food and beverage companies, you know, CEOs, marketing directors. It, it's really, really good for those that don't know about it to go check it out. Um, are yeah. you guys searching regionally or certain areas of, I mean, you don't have to give away your secret sauce or anything like that, but are there certain areas, yeah. you know, you have to be specific, but maybe areas of, of the United States. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely criteria, right? Like that's, so it's all like alert, you know, test and learn when we first started mm -hmm. using sales navigator, you know, you want to make sure you check all the right boxes mm -hmm. in regards to the filters for us. Uh, most of the time, you know, we're, we're looking to develop relationships with large, like enterprise clients, typically that are public yep. because we, and, you know, have found that those are the types of companies that just have the marketing funds to support, uh, you know, what we do. Because mm -hmm. a lot of, because what we do, we have, to, you know, there's a whole team of creatives working on the projects, right? So from concepting the content to, right to delivering it um so there's a there's a team and so you know it just requires a more premium there's a premium cost associated with it mm -hmm. so therefore we got to you know find the right types of clients who are able to support that and also understand the value of that mm -hmm. yeah very very cool so um so you're just kind of uh putting it out there seeing what kind of response you get and if you start getting a decent response and you kind of keep hitting that area basically in, in a region side of things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we'll, we'll break it down. Like sometimes we might start with, you know, the LA area and then go more national. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Now I know before our, our call, we were talking a little bit about, you had some things to say about SEO and, and things like that. I think um, SEO and maybe social media, I think you were maybe comparing contrasting. Can you go in into that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to see like all sides of the equation in regards to different kind of lead generation strategies. And with social control, my social media marketing company that I had, we actually at one point were ranking number one for a social media agency in Los Angeles. And there's a, there's pros and cons to that for our business, right? So this is not a one-stop you know, you know, for every business, right, per se, uh, but this is just kind of where we are coming from with it. So because, as I mentioned, like I've always catered towards larger enterprise level clientele, um, just because we're providing a premium creative service that requires the, you know, those types of funds associated with it. The challenge that we were having is, while it was nice and it was kind of a, you know, notch on our belt to say we're number one, you know, um, ranked, you know, agency, you know, social media agency in Los Angeles. It also, I would say for us, my experience was that 90%, unfortunately, of those leads that were coming in um, were not the right clients for us because they were small we don't service the small business sector mm -hmm. 
right? Not that we wouldn't, but we just don't again because of costs. So, and you know, they have limited budgets and so forth. So, what were you finding? They were typical costs were that they were looking to spend like a hundred bucks, five hundred bucks a month or something. Yeah, I mean, people are coming in with like you know a thousand dollars or you know things like that, and it's just um, it's a lot of work too. The social media space is a lot of work. Yeah. So we had limits. I mean, it, what was, what was interesting about it though, was that we had, a, we, it was something we couldn't really deny either. Right. So in the sense that we were getting so many inquiries, uh, at these really micro budget, uh, at these really micro budgets that we had to, we had to look at it and think of ways to, offer some type of solution that was more cost effective over time we did but we still had like a five thousand dollar a month you know minimum Mm. right so you know we 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 were able to develop a service that was we could we felt like we could give good value at at a five thousand dollar a month you know content Mm -hmm. social media package but anything other than that we weren't you know and that still was hard for us frankly like Mm. um you know, because we're used to providing a much more cons- like service where we're acting as consultants and we're, we're coming in and we're putting together, you know, these are the concepts, this is the content plan, right? And having that FaceTime with the client to really understand their business goals and objectives and ensuring that our content is aligned with it rather than just going out there and just, you know, shooting content at the hit per se. Right. So I do think that, yeah, again, there, there's, you know, positives and negatives with it, depending on your type of business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now I would probably just find a way to qualify a little bit more. Like at one point we were putting, we had like a lead form and we would just put like, you know, the minimum budget. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't have that, then they couldn't select anything, you know, Mm-hmm. What what also might have been interesting too uh, is some sort of a SaaS solution to that. I think maybe we talked about that when we first got together, where you can automate. So like, so the multimedia content stuff we do is based off an AI and software automation, and then we have a little bit of a human uh, hands-on human approach. We have writers that write some of this stuff. Um, but it's AI and software automation. So if a company wanted to come in and say, Hey, we want to, we want a multimedia marketing event to go out every day. Like we could do that or once a week or once a month or whatever it is. Um, we could do that because of the SaaS component. Right. Um, so in the sense of the social media, media marketing, not, I think we talked about, I, I don't remember quite all the details when we were talking about back then, you, what you guys were doing, but being able to package, a lot of the services that you normally do, but using AI and software automation to do that, you know, that's, but that would require possibly acquiring a a company that does that or partnering or something like that, you know? Um, But yeah, interesting stuff. I know that, I know that tug that you guys had on not wanting to not service people based on budgets, but you know, that's, that's business. It's, you have to figure out, you don't want to be working 24 seven. Uh, right. You know, you want to have some downtime, family time, stuff like that. And, and if you are chasing everybody, anybody and everybody, and, and I think last time we talked, it was that top 10% that you really focused on. Now, those are the, the enterprise people or close to enterprise that you can get to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was always like incredibly, um, 
you know, it's just a static when we would get an enterprise level lead coming in and we would secure that business. And it was just fantastic because I was like, wow, they just found us on Google and, you know, it's a $20,000 a month retainer or something like that for us. And I mean, it was great. Uh, and we had many of those as well, but, you know, funneling through those, those lower level leads is definitely a challenge for us. I know that there's other businesses that have solved that though, frankly. So mm-hmm. I was just at the, in the mind space at the time. I wasn't particularly interested in solving that or servicing mm-hmm. those types of clients. Right. Uh, that said, there are very large social media, digital marketing businesses that have done that and offer, you know, very uh, inexpensive packages and are, you know, and, and do a tremendous amount of revenue, right? But they built those businesses from the ground up. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think we were in, because we were servicing more of those higher enterprise level clients, we were, we built our business on this one-to-one connection, a lot of communication, account management, strategy. Mm-hmm. And when you've got those lower end budgets, you have to remove process, mm-hmm. like you were saying, or let technology take over. Mm-hmm. So then you got to find technology to replace your process. So like, I think they're like you, I think there's something called like Panda docs or something like you could move your whole contract to like an, like a SAS tool where, you know, you just basically, okay, you signed up for this package. They pick a button, they click a button, it sends them a, a contract they sign it you know what i mean right like Mm -hmm. you can absolutely do that now but we weren't at the time set up to do that Mm -hmm. it was all like okay you want to onboard as a new client here's our contract Mm -hmm. it it was very right like so it was more of a premium service where it costs us it costs us more to engage that way Mm-hmm. And it's amazing too how it works out that way, where you have the lower end uh, services costs that you use the AIs and the software automation to to make it cheaper, and those people are fine paying that, and they know what they're getting. And and then it's funny at the top where you're talking about the enterprise people, they want more of the normal relational type of of service, right? They're not going to be the types yeah. that will will buy or purchase an automation or AI. Possibly, maybe some of them will. But they right. want that. They want to know that Seth's there to take care of them, to 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 do it for them, right? Done for you, basically. Um, amazing how it works out that way. Yeah, absolutely. And like a big company, like a publicly traded company, even like a head of marketing is not going to like have a credit card to be able to put in and sign up for a service, right? So that's what's the difference. <laughs> is like you know you could go on find maybe a company like a social media company that can offer these lower level packages. And then it's like, they click a button, you put in your credit card, Mm. that's more servicing small businesses. But like, if you're, you know, got a, you know, a publicly traded company, no one's holding a credit card. (laughs) I mean, except the CEO or, you know, and so you, you got to go through a lot of hoops, even when we had to onboard, for example, uh, new analytics tools and things like that. I mean, we couldn't just end those off operate that way where they would require like a credit card from the client. I mean, it you could go through procurement and 
It's a whole process. Financial department. Yep. The CPAs, right. all the different CPAs and the heads of accounting. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's fine though, because like you said, it yeah. could be a $20,000 retainer or $100,000 retainer or something like that. Right. So it's well worth the, the effort to, to put into that. Well, yeah, hey, Seth, absolutely. I, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, thank you for sharing all, all that you shared. Please, please yeah, share with people where they can find you if they want more information. Say, you know, uh, eventually we'll probably run into some food beverage people to, to get on here. And they, they may see it because we put it on on Google the way what, what we do what we do. Um, they, they may yeah. find you anyway. So where can they find you? Get a little bit more information. Yeah, I'm, the best place to find us is just setsilver.com. And um, that's the best resource. Uh, yeah. And that shifts over to Seth Silver dot I or, or from Seth Silver. Yeah. IO the IO, <laughs> yeah. We're in transition right now with, mm. you know, the new studio, but uh, we will keep that website up. It will be setsilver.com and setsilver.io. It's all the same, mm -hmm. but we'll be, we're going to be, you know, transitioning that website over to, you know, all of our kind of food and beverage work. Uh, over the next month or two right now it's a little bit you know more general mm -hmm. but and then over at uh, linkedin seth seth Sil silver uh not to yep, be seth silver on linkedin dr silver we talked about right. dr silver or terry silver from cobra kai so remember right. seth silver not terry silver totally different gentleman uh right. when talking about that um okay cool well thank you so much seth for for joining us today taking the time and and uh you know, sharing your advice and, and all that stuff with from anything from lead generation to what you guys are doing with photography and multimedia and video and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Thanks, Joey. I appreciate it. You got it. All right. Hang on.